You're listening to the 200 Churches Podcast, episode 128, Positive Addictions. Now, are you saying it's good to have these or bad to have these positive yeah, no. addictions? <laughs> it kind of sounds like we're on a drug sort of little thing here. Uh, uh, little stop bit, medicating. <laughs> you need your positive addictions. Stop yeah. medicating and addicted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. We're not, we're not encouraging pastors to get out there and get on dope. Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, where every Wednesday we produce a fresh episode of ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. Now, here are two guys who, like you, serve in the trenches of small church ministry. The rhythm and blues of ministry podcasts, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Jeff Katie. I am in the podcast studio mm-hmm. with boom microphone arms to our mouths. I like how you with, say boom. With? Johnny Craig. With Johnny Craig. I'm John, feeling it. Johnny, these boom mic arms, they, they are the standard for broadcasters. I'm not going to say, look, if you have a podcast and you don't have a boom mic arm, you you're not a real podcast. You don't have a podcast. You're dinking around in your living room. We're so elitist, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're in this like luxurious and opulent with our plaid couch, with our, our plaid couch, folding table. And when I when I roll my chair across the carpet, the carpet bunches up a little bit <laughs> under the wheels of my chair. But so. you know what we do have? Boom. Yeah, boom mic arms. Yeah, We've we got do. a mixer, man. We've got special podcast tables. We have matching chairs. Stop it. We do. This yeah. is serious this business. Is, this up is here. luxurious. And this is episode <laughs> 128. Well, we're we're at July. I mean, this is being released on July 1st, so we are yeah. well into summer it's 2015. Hot. It is hot. Today it's April, but it's hot today when you're listening as long as you're listening the day this comes out you can't tell people is that too confusing we're recording this in april did i say april because i meant you no- meant july november what oh, no. <laughs> did i go back in time or forward <laughs> it's november 2015 <laughs> oh my well today Whatever. today we have uh again this month we have our friend John Finkeldy John from Australia. Finkeldy, uh, yes. he is a guy who works John the Wombat with churches. Is that where? I don't know. I don't know, but he works with with leadership teams in Australia at churches, uh, doing strategy sessions with them, coaching them, uh, working their church through this through this grid of evaluation and examination yeah. and strategy. Synergization. Yeah. How am I Synergization. Doing? Yeah, yeah. And so he has deigned to come on to our podcast. Oh my. Again. And, and this this month he's talking about how to thrive in a time poor society. Because you, you hear people talking about how, oh man, I'm so time poor, I'm so time poor. Right? I mean, don't you do, don't you? Hear I'm gonna, people say that? I'm going to ask this question. Me and John, I went for it. He explained it. I was with him. Okay, cool. I understand what you I, mean. And I love this stuff, by the way. I understand I what you this. mean, time pours. So we didn't really get into it. I've never heard anybody say the term time poor before John Finkeldy. So I don't know if that's an Australian turn of phrase to say over busy, you know, too right. busy, crazy busy, I have no time, if they just simplify to time poor. To our American, to our stateside listeners, yeah. do, do you use this language or have you heard this language? How about have we already have we already done done the two IC? 
We no two IC we talked about in the podcast. That podcast has already happened. Oh, that's, that's he was talking, he was talking about the two IC, and I said, John, what is what's the two IC? He kept saying two IC, two IC, two IC, second in charge. Second, Johnny, you're the two IC. I'm the two IC at Bingo. our church. Bingo. So, wow. time poor society. I would like to hear back from people. Is this a phrase that you've heard or you use? Am I just a backroads backcountry rube? That I don't know the phrase time poor. Did you just fall off the end of the turnip truck? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or is it an Australian thing, which is super awesome, and I hope that they fill up with some petrol on their way to the flat. There you go. And, and on their way to visit the platypus plantation. Oh, jeez. On, on the eastern coast of Australia. Yeah, yes, exactly. So, Johnny, here's the interesting thing. This is how to thrive in a time-poor society. Yes. Uh, and this is just talking about living a, a managed, healthy life that includes rest and rejuvenation and prioritization and yeah. you know what what Stephen Covey would call putting the big rocks in first and letting yeah. the little stuff come in around and, and it. And we talk, we talk about, as pastors, how do we do it, and then how do we lead other people to it. The interesting thing... We talk about both sides. ...is that as this is coming out on July 1st, yeah. I am two months into a three-month sabbatical. Say what? So uh, you are the one I see. So really, you're not even here right now. I'm not even here you're right now. You're not even here. You know, we got to admit it. We're, we're recording this in April because we are organized. There's a time-space continuum rip. So when you're listening to this... It, you're not here. When you're listening to this, I have already <laughs> married off my son. We're congrats, into the summer. Doug. Yeah, congrats, Doug. How's it going? Uh, we're, we're into the summer yeah. uh, of 2015. My wife and I, beginning on May 1st, started a a 14-week sabbatical. My, oh, my. We get back at the, after the first week of August, and uh, I am hopefully, by this time, rested and pretty eager to return in about a month to my church in Orange City and my partnership in ministry with Jonathan Craig. And we also hope that the church is still standing and I haven't been run out with pitchforks. And, you know, on July 1st, <laughs> Who knows? I could be looking to the first Sunday in July where I may be candidating somewhere. Oh, snap. Huh? It's like that. Hey, it's you like never know. That. Maybe hey, I won't come back. Whenever whenever you're listening to this, future people, who knows what's happening? Who knows? But the cool thing is we could do the podcast remotely. We don't even have to be serving in the same church We're together. We're gold. Yeah. Go ahead and candidate at that in church. In fact, we haven't been working together for two and a half years now. <laughs> Exactly. We, this, we said April 2012, though. This is we recorded April 2012. So anyway, we want to give we want to let you get right into this talk with John Finkeldy. As usual, always very practical, very specific, and very helpful. So here's Johnny's third conversation with John Finkeldy. John Finkeldy, we've got you on the pod. This is the third. You and I have been sitting here recording, and now they're not being released right all at the same time. So you, the listener, I hope you've heard the first two that we did with John. They were phenomenal. We're sitting on our third one now. And John, how are, are you still doing well? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, great, Johnny. <laughs> Super. Fabulous day here in Australia. Not much sunshine, a kind of uh, autumn cloud, but... Um, I'm like I'm liking this time of the year, and uh, always enjoy uh, talking with uh, with yourself and with Jeff. But he's not here today. It is it's super unfortunate. Jeff is not with no. Jeff is in a bad way. 
And so I am alone in the 200 Churches studio. I'm staring sadly at his microphone and chair right now. <laughs> but you're making is, it easier for me. I appreciate it. Is it He's not allergic to Australians, is he, or anything like that? <laughs> I might moist. Uh, well, um, um, oh, I can't. What the the sandwich spread? What is it now? Oh, Vegemite. Vegemite, yes, Vegemite. Maybe that's his. He's got an issue with Vegemite. <laughs> have you ever tried Vegemite, John? You know, I've not. I don't know that you can buy it anywhere near where. Oh, I'd have okay. to go on Amazon, I think. You, you know what? It's terrible. Don't try it. You don't. <laughs> that's perfect. It's terrible. I like that you don't. That's what everybody knows about Australia is the Vegemite. You don't even like it. Vegemite. It's a terrible product. I don't I know why it. people use it. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, there you go. Maybe he's allergic to that. You don't even like it. So, Jeff, yeah. we miss you very much. Uh, get better soon. John, today we're talking about something that is so important. We've We've done two podcasts. This is our third, and this was the one I was most interested to talk to you about. You, mm. It's called How Can People Thrive? in a time-poor society. And I think part of this is how can we as pastors help people thrive and work with people in a time-poor society. What do you mean by time? Walk us through. What are you talking about? What is a time-poor society? I I think it's um, it's an interesting thing that I've I've wrestled with over the years because you hear people talking about, I'm busy, I'm time-poor, and and I've kind of heard people say that, that I know are sitting at home watching TV seven nights a week and thinking, I don't know if you're that time poor. And, and, and actually, when you think of the expression, um, it's really impossible to be time poor, like to be money poor. You, you can be money poor. I've been money poor. I know what that feels yeah, like. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> people can have different levels of money, but everyone has the same amount of time, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365. We all have the same amount of time. So it's, I think it's more a language thing that people use. I'm so busy. I can't find the time. I just, I just haven't got the time to do that. And ultimately, it produces a mindset, a way of thinking within people. And then it starts to really affect lifestyle and then impacts volunteer or intensive organizations like churches. Because people say, well, I'm, I'm too busy to come to church. I don't have the time to serve. I don't have the time to be in a small group. And people have this feeling within them that I think um, it, it certainly comes from a whole range of reasons that I've analyzed, but I think it becomes more than a feeling. It becomes a mindset mm. that coupled with emotions really locks people down. We've all heard this as pastors, and I know Jeff and I talk about this a lot. We live in a, a small town, but everybody seems so, so, so busy all the time. And yeah. you, you do have, we'll link to this blog post, you do have all these reasons, seasonal blur, pervasive entertainment, and, and entertainment always in the you know palm of our hands, squeezed margins, yeah. an intrusive online world, hyper-connected. These are all so true. I put a app, this is a side, but I put an app on my phone. It told me how many minutes a day I was on my phone. It was <laughs> recording activity. I deleted the app, wow. John. I couldn't look. I couldn't take <laughs> what it was telling me. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm serious because it wow. was, it was, it, it gave me guilt <laughs> to look at how much of my life I wasted. How can I say I'm so busy and I don't have time? You know, I'm putting this much time on my phone. You talk yeah. about, you know, heightened ambitions, increased complexity, multiplied options, you know, whatever, whatever the yeah. reason for people being busy, they're busy. And the question is, how can leaders impact our time poor or over busy society? How can we maybe model something different and maybe call yeah. people to 
something different. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we, we are living in a world that's far more complex um, than what we were, uh, my generation especially, was raised in. It's not a simple world anymore. There's a lot going on. There's more going on. There's more options. And I think that helps push people into this feeling, I haven't got the time. So I think how can we help uh, people? Certainly I think it's uh, modelling and talking about this and addressing this issue is so vital. I think one of the things is focus. Um, the whole issue of multitasking being such a myth. I, you know, some people laugh. Well, women can multitask, guys can't. Uh, the research is done and dusted on this. No one can multitask effectively and and do it in such a way to increase their productivity. Multitasking lowers uh, productivity. So, the important thing, one of the important things, I think, Johnny, is to learn to live on purpose to live focused, to really work out who am I, what can I do, what do I want to achieve, and then live in the light of the answers to those questions. It's deciding that, you know what, here's the real important stuff in my life that I'm going to give myself to that's primary to me, and I'm going to be able to then, because I've worked out various things that are important to me, I'm going to be able to say no to a bundle of meaningless stuff. I think that's one of the key things that you need to work out as a pastor and as a leader and certainly as a church member. This live on purpose, I feel like maybe maybe God is trying to tell me something because I keep hearing and seeing things mm. around this idea, live on purpose, play, if you don't, you know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, cliches that are so true. Yeah. In the yeah. last episode, we were talking about goals and, you know, 3% of people set goals and they complete 97% of what they want to do or, yeah. you know, crazy things like that. So often we can be sucked into this, you know, just the flow and, you know, I get my stuff yeah. done and then I yeah. can, you know, mess around on my Xbox or whatever to yeah. really live on purpose or, or, you know, a buzzword we have is live intentionally yeah. and make those types of choices. Pastors, yeah. I don't think we could say this strenuously enough. And I preach to myself first and foremost, I'm not a type A person. I tend to just sit yep. back, but we need to control our lives. Otherwise yeah. you're going to turn around and you're going to have wasted it and we don't want to do that. And I think it's also, it's, it's not about every hour of every day being on purpose. It is about um, spreading purpose, if you like, across the month. I, I sat down about 25 mm. years ago and worked out what are the main things I want to achieve in my family and in my ministry life. I nailed them down to about half a dozen things, but six or seven then I filled my month up with those things. Now, it didn't fill up every hour of every day or of every week, um, but I knew that I'd get to the end of each month and look back and say, hey, um, I did a lot of things, but did I do the important things? Yeah, there it is, bang, in my calendar. And I look at the months ahead and go, am I going to do the important things next month? Yep, they're already in my calendar, ready to rock and roll. Now, if I burn some time, waste some time here and there, on meaningless activities, it doesn't matter so much if the major rocks are in place, the major on-purpose things, intentional things are in place. So, yeah, I, I'm really strong. In fact, one of the things I do, Johnny, in consulting with pastors, if I'm feeling a bit nasty, I'll actually get a pastor to show me his diary for the next three months. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if there's nothing in it. I was going to say, I'd hand you a blank piece of paper. What would you say to me, John? You're not living on purpose. Yeah, I think you're right. You're not living intentionally. You're, you're, someone's driving your world, but it ain't you. Get ahead of the game. 
and get stuff into that diary. That's important, like, you know, time with your wife and your kids, time preparing sermons, time developing leaders, uh, time shepherding people, doing the stuff that's really important and critical. Um, And pastors complain all the time about the admin they have to do. Everyone hates admin, evidently, in the pastoral world. But I say, look, you're going to have to do some of it. But if you're doing the intentional, purposeful things in your life, look, you can put up with doing a bit of admin and a bit of other junk work as well. I think you're so right. And I think that the next thing that you talk about here for helping Mm. people in a time for society retreat to reflect probably helps with that somewhat. Yeah, totally. I, I, I think we all need to stop and do a regular audit where you become an auditor of your own world. And, and I'm a huge believer in, in a great way to audit is just sit down. And on, on my blog here, um, I, I do have, and I kind of every now and again kind of send pastors to it and say, look, here's a list of about 20, 25 questions that are really good for you to ask yourself um, about every five or six weeks. And they just bring you back to intentionality and purpose because I'm like anyone, Johnny, I drift easily. I'm really happy to get into a current and let the boat just go wherever we're going to go. But if I can grab an hour, about every five or six weeks, I find I arrest that drift and I bring myself back to John, get back to purpose, back to intentionality. And I think that's the nature of humanity. We we, we don't stay on purpose and intentionally easily. We, we just kind of tend to wander. I think we've got a wandering heart generally within us. So if I sure. can arrest that, bring it back and go, okay, Let's reset, let's restart, and off we go. I think that can be a really great way to arrest this sense of being time poor because I'm not living on purpose. So your next thing is avoid medicating. And then in your explanation of it, you know, you, I'm sure you could be talking about medication, but you're, you're talking <laughs> about medicating with mind-numbing activities. Yeah. I read a great post, a great blog post a few years ago about um, my generation, my parents' generation, especially medicating on TV seven nights a week, just a few hours in front of the old box, we'd call it in Australia, um, where you just sit and kind of medicate, medicate just watching program after program. Hmm. My parents have done that for decades. And now I think people medicate um, probably with the internet, probably sure. in other ways as well, mindless pursuits. And I look, I think we all need relaxing distractions. I'm not against that. I have them myself. I enjoy just surfing the net. I enjoy looking at Twitter and Facebook and just watching programs on telly as well. It's just when they get to the point where they're crowding your time so much that you spend just countless hours a week just kind of medicating and, and kind of just, I think it's important, just catch yourself and go, you know what? I have just blown 30 hours this week on, I don't know what I blew it on. But I'm not doing stuff on purpose. I haven't got that intentionality, and I'm going to right. shift that a bit. Now, look, a little bit of medication aren't going to kill anyone. And I'm talking about mindless pursuits here. I'm not talking about drugs. <laughs> sure, <laughs> right, right. Sure and clear. But I, I, I think a little bit of that is fine. Relaxing distractions are good. But if, if, you're, if you're whiling that away seven nights a week, not healthy. That, not healthy. And, and that's, I think, why I deleted the app from my phone is because it looked at me in the face and told me I was medicating on my phone. Yeah, you know, with yeah. just Instagram, Facebook crap, yeah. you know, garbage that I didn't need. I'm going to put it back on. You know what, John? You've convinced <laughs> me. Johnny. I feel you over my shoulder telling me to put it back on my phone. <laughs> I might have to get this app as well, test myself, see how I'm going. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Thanks, man. Your next, uh, your next um, point or topic is positive addictions. Now, 
Are you saying it's good to have these or bad to have these positive yeah, no. addictions? <laughs> it kind of sounds like we're on a drug sort of little theme here. Uh, for a little stop bit, medicating. But... You need your positive addictions. <laughs> stop yeah. medicating. Get addicted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. We're not, we're not encouraging pastors to get out there and get on dope. Um, positive addictions are healthy activities that distract you. Um, they, it might be surfing. Um, and probably not surfing for you, um, but it Certainly might be not. <laughs> It might be reading novels. It might be photography. It might be art. It might be building websites. But it, it's something for pastors that is not ministry and not church. You're not numbing and you yourself. It, and when you do it, you forget about church. Right. And that's positive. It's actually positive. Pastors, oh, man, I haven't thought about church for the last two hours. What was I doing? Oh, that's right. I'm doing one of my positive addictions. I'm yeah. out taking photos or I'm kind of out playing with the kids or I've gone to a sports game or something or I've hung out with friends and mm-hmm. it's just been a great activity that's healthy. So positive addictions, fantastic um, negative addictions, I think, are pretty obvious, but positive right. ones are really helpful. You know, a couple months ago, I realized I needed a hobby. That sounds yeah. like a weird thing to say, I'm sure. I have two young kids, and I, I live... And I, I also noticed I used to live 20 minutes from work, and so I had 40 minutes of built-in, like, decompressed yeah. time. I live next door now. So it's okay. there is no commute, there is no decompress. And I realized mm-hmm. I'm running church, I'm running home, and I'm not ever, you yeah. know, doing something you know and anyways positive addictions hobbies whatever it's so true you need those uh in your life and then you have schedule margin yeah yeah i i I love this phrase i i I have a phrase i call burning a day Uh, the bible calls it a sabbath but I, i call it burning a day where you just have a day where you just go you know what i'm gonna do whatever i like today when i feel like it and it might be a positive <laughs> addiction. It might be a, I'm going to lie on the couch and watch eight hours of sport. I'm going to watch. <laughs> I could handle that. That sounds back good. To back down at the cinema complex. I'm just going to, I'm going to slow my whole day down and I'm just going to burn a day. And, and I have done that every now and again. I, I don't do that every week. I have a, have a regular routine of in terms of time down and time off and margin and so on. But every now and again, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to go and waste eight hours and just enjoy it. Slow it all down. Do something completely out of routine, out of rhythm. And it just, it just kind of, ah, you just start to breathe. Sure. You start to relax a bit. You just wind back a bit and you feel better for it. And also because you slow right down, you then start to, you know, you don't feel so time poor. You feel, if you can burn a day, it's like burning a $100 bill. It's like I'm time rich. Sure. I got so much time. I can burn a day and it doesn't matter. And right. to be honest with you, I think the Lord would say, great idea. Because, you know, Jesus commuting was walking from <laughs> sure, Capernaum yeah, sure. to Jerusalem. Man. <laughs> he had weeks of commuting. Yeah. Like, like you say, you don't have a commute, so the, the chance to burn time, not so easy in our culture. Very easy for Jesus. He'd just go for a walk, come back three days later, you know. But I think we have to be a bit more intentional. So burn a day, Pastor. Just burn it. Burn it. Watch, watch eight hours of, of, of your favorite movies at home. Give the wife some money. Send her down the shops for eight hours. You might regret that, but she'll burn money while you burn time. There you go. I was just thinking, I was thinking as you were talking, I was thinking, uh, pastors, you know, your husband or your wife, they they want, you know, they deserve time too. And, and I think specifically yeah. about younger, you know, pastors with young kids. I think, 
I have the luxury with my job where I could potentially, you know, say I'm taking a retreat day on a random Tuesday and go burn a day in so yeah. many ways. Yeah. Make yeah. makes time for your spouse to do that too. I would Absolutely. say so that they also can rest and read because my wife, you know, I'm a, I'm at work and she's, she's with the kids. If I take yeah. a day, I I've refreshed <laughs> at, at the expense <laughs> of her in so many ways. And we all know you're not taking, you're not burning a day with your kids, <laughs> at least if they're no. four and two. No. So, no. you know, treat your spouse, whether that be your husband or your wife, treat your spouse as Very well good. to a day like that. And, and it will be better for your marriage too. I would think uh, if you're well, both getting a rest. Absolutely. So, and then the last thing you have here, and I like this one a lot, you say challenge the mindset. So you have, and, and this is where I would say pastors, most of these have been between you yourself and your own schedule. This one we can teach this one. We can give to our people challenge the mindset that we're too busy or we're time poor, or we don't have enough time for dot, 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 because a lot of times what's getting pushed out What's getting pushed out of that margin is church, is kingdom work, is quality interaction with God. We need to challenge the mindset in ourselves and in others that we're time poor. I, I think so. I think, I think it's, it's, it's good to raise the bar and say, are we really time poor? No, we're not. I, I think it's impossible to be time poor in reality compared to money poor. And I think you can kind of shock people into... Um, you know that phrase. I, I shouldn't be using that phrase. It's like the phrase "I'm busy." I don't have time to do that. No, no, that, that's not true. You're as busy as you want to be. Right. Um, you do have time to do that. You're choosing not to do that. So, right. kind of let's let's stop that sort of phraseology and that sort of wording. Um, I think challenge the mindset, challenge the feeling, challenge the culture. Uh, call people to say, "Look, you know, you haven't got time to attend church." You do have time. You're choosing not to attend church. You're putting other options and other priorities ahead of attending church. You don't have time to serve. And look, I'm talking about normative scenarios here. Yes, you do have time to serve. You're choosing not to serve. So let's remove the excuses. And, and I know this can, be, this can be confronting and challenging, but I think we're called to disciple people within the context of our culture that is busy, rushed, stretched, and say, hey, Here's some helpful ways for you to slow down so that you can get rid of this language. Because if you get rid of the language, you'll get rid of the mindset and you'll start to feel like you're time rich because you're doing the things that you're meant to be doing. You're called to do and intentional about doing that. So absolutely, pastor, step up to the plate, challenge this thing because it's way too strong in too many of our people's minds. I would give a hearty, hearty amen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is our job as pastors to challenge, especially to challenge cultural mindsets. I mean, if, if nothing else, we know that to be kingdom people is to be countercultural. And so yep. we can't be dictated. We are kingdom lives can't be dictated by the schedules uh, that, that the world is trying to keep us to. John, yeah. thank you so yeah. much. This has been this has been phenomenal. All three of these episodes. um you know, and, and for anybody listening, growahealthychurch.com. Check it out. That's where John blogs. John, I assume you have a, a, um, a sign up for a mailing list? Yeah, yeah. So, so we yeah, can get your blogs web- right to our yep. email. Yep. Jump on the website, growhealthychurch.com, and, and you'll get an opportunity to sign up there. And um, I'll give you 
I'll give you, we've got some freebies on our growhealthychurch.com forward slash resources. There's some uh, free resources there, cheat sheets, e-books, all sorts of different resources that are free as well as some uh, paid resources. But jump on there, check it out. Um, Come and say hi to me. Join us on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm all over the net. Look me up. Hook me up. Happy to connect. I love it. John, thank you so much. I'll say thank you for Jeff. I know that as he listens to these yeah. and, and edits them later, he's going to enjoy them so much. Thanks so much for joining us on the 200 Churches podcast. My pleasure. I will say sometimes we have conversations with people and I walk away feeling so personally convicted that I don't even enjoy it. Was this one of them? This was kind of one of them. It was one of them. I think you didn't enjoy it because I wasn't in, in the room at the time. Well, I don't know. I, I didn't enjoy it because I was exposed. Uh, the way he describes a time-poor person, man, I run it to the max. I'm addicted to my smartphone. I got all these things. I don't take rests. I don't take breaks. I mean, geez, Louise, I felt, John, you're strumming my heartstrings with this one. Well, as I'm on sabbatical, I am listening to the release of our podcast episodes. There you go. And I think I'm feeling pretty good right now listening to this because... Future Jeff is loving every moment of this. I'm ordering my life around rest and focus and... Can I just give a message to Future Jeff right now? I'm becoming a contemplative pastor. I'm just going to give a message to Future Jeff. Okay. Jeff, Jeff, this is just for you. Your your earbuds are in. You're ready to go. I'm walking on the beach probably. Oh, that's beautiful. You're walking on the beach... Your big old footprints getting swallowed up by the by the tide. Though <laughs> you're 14 wide. Am I a platypus or what? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Jeff. The church is fine. Just ignore all the emergency calls that you're getting. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Okay, keep screening. It's gonna be all right. My phone looks like the top of a police car <laughs> in hot pursuit. <laughs> I love it. No, Jeff, I hope you're enjoying your sabbatical right this second. And I hope our listeners are enjoying us being so weird about the fact that I'm talking to you as a future person instead of you right in front of me right now. You know, I hope that I don't have to go into the pipeline of our podcast uh, host and pull out some of these episodes because some weird, strange thing happens in the future and they they no longer are applicable to our relationship. Oh, like we have a huge falling out. Something. This could be like this could mend the fences though. Like you you thought you got rid of it, it all and then you hear this and then a tear rolls down your cheek. <laughs> oh and, yeah. And your salty tears fall into the salty water of the ocean. <laughs> and then you turn around oh, and there I am and I'm I'm running towards you with arms wide open saying let's reconcile. What a nightmare, Johnny. <laughs> I've, I've been taking these this medication that gives me these weird dreams. So that sounds like one of those I weird dreams. I think you've just given me some fodder for good. tonight's dream. Good enough. Good I'll enough. pick out a good one here. <laughs> well, as usual, you've gotten a lot of very specific and helpful, pragmatic information, ministry uh, insight and tips from John Finkeldy. And the question is, which one will you begin to implement? Because he's just given you a lot of great advice. And, you know, you can't do it all, but what can you do? And you need to know, you need to know that Johnny and I are, we are cheering for you. We are praying for you. Uh, Now, not every single one of you every single day. But as we think of you and as we go about our 200 churches uh, uh, cycle, uh, we think about you, we talk about you, yeah. we pray for you, and we are cheering for you 
to take some of these gold nuggets that are being dropped by some of the people we have on here yeah. and, and put them into your life and ministry so that you will have a better experience as a small church pastor. Yeah. So that you could have a little hope, a little um, uh, freshness in, in what you're doing. And uh, that's what we want. We just want to provide encouragement, ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. That's what we're about. That's who we are. That's what we do. And we are so glad to be doing it with you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for ratings and reviews. Thanks for your encouraging email messages. And thanks, Jeff, for trusting me uh, with the church for these three months. And we're excited to have you come back ASAP. Thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this episode of the 200 Churches podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe at 200churches.com and receive the guy's free PDF download called Our 7 Favorite Ministry Resources. You can count on us to be back next Wednesday with another brand new shiny episode just for you. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love the people in your 200 church.